This is FCB Radio, where real talk lives. Visit us online at fcbradio.com. I'll always be in now. Welcome to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Outlaws Radio and follow us on Twitter at Outlaws Radio. We have a very special episode today. It's packed, so we're going to get right to it. We have two major interviews, and also later on in the show, we are going to be Taking you to the lifestyles of the rich and lavish as always. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Uh, but today we have one of the the biggest legends in entertainment in this city. He's been around for a long time, has dealt with a lot of a lot of celebrities, a lot of big superstars. Silver B, he's on the show today. And also Chris Jasper. Who was one of the writers for the legendary group, the Isley Brothers, wrote many of the songs that everybody knows and loves. He's on the show today as well. So we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to get right to it. Let's jump to these interviews. We have a guest in the building today. This is a personal honor for me. This young man took a younger man. Back in 2006, uh, he gave me a lot. When I first started in this business, he gave me a lot of advice. Um, introduced me to a lot of people back when I think it was the what was the Entertainment Coalition, I think. Uh, that's, that's where I met him. And it's a pleasure to have him on local legend, Silver B. Welcome to the show. How you doing, sir? I don't know you said I'm a local legend. That means crazy in Spanish. <laughs> I'm international. I don't know about that. But I'll take it. I'll take it from you, though. I'm how local. You, I'll take it. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm feeling great. And um, like I said, it's nothing but a spiritual thing. And um, when I ran into you and your father, you know, that's the way things happen. Right. And I, I talked to artists. From people that I raised up, like Terrence Howard, I raised him up in his teen years. Al Green Juniors, I raised him up in his teen years. And one of the people, it's a gift that God gave me to give other people. And my responsibility is to be humble and just make it happen in the humble mix. But what was your question? Not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, that answered the question. My question right. was, how are you doing? So um, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Like I said, there's been so many people uh, whose careers that you've helped, and, and you definitely helped my career when I started as well. So Wait, wait, wait. Dad, he doesn't mean like, you know. <laughs> I don't want any haters in my corner. I love your father. Our father who art in heaven and down here, too. I and my father and my father and me. Yeah, I know you, you, you and my father used to work together, yeah, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's just get started. First of all, talk a little bit about uh, what your experiences have been in this business. I know you have a lot of stuff that you could share uh, with the people, I know you've seen a lot. So just let's just start from there. Just talk about the things that you've that you've seen and experienced in in the entertainment business. Well, first of all, I start off um, growing up in Dover, Ohio, New Philadelphia. Majority of the town is light people. I don't say white people. Well, the human race. So we're light to dark. And and one thing I want to say for visual, I seen this guy that was darker than any black that I ever seen, and had straighter hair than any white person I've seen. Uh-huh. And I thought it was a mutant because I was in the comic books and so like that. And I figured out black can be any color. And I learned about how black in the beginning was dark, this concept. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing was this. The spiritual part was this. My grandmother worked. This sounds like a corny thing, but it's real. My grandmother worked at a gas, uh, not a gas station, but a radio uh, station called WJER, cleaning up. And she used to take me to work with her, help her clean up. I was helping her do a job, and I, I, she thought I didn't know that. <laughs> right. And so I was inspired by watching, you know, watching the guys at the radio station. And then I started thinking about Dick Clark. I remember Dick Clark on TV. Then I started listening to Soul Train and all those programs like that. Then I said, I want to do that. I wanted to be a minister at first. And I was always afraid of, of getting into the wrong music. 
But I realize there can be positive messages in music also. And for the young people out there, don't go chasing waterfalls. So the message <laughs> can get in the music. And a lot of times people say, well, where did you get the name Silver B? My grandmother's name is B. And I'm Bill also, my father and my grandfather. Uh, not my grandfather, my great-uncle. He was a minister. So I keep the music positive. Mm-hmm. All right? I, I tell you, I changed in 1977. I stopped drinking. Nice. All right. I wanted to be a minister. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know ministers drink, but I still don't like to drink, right? <laughs> so what I do is I just try to lead the people the the right way because I realize if I die before I awaken, I want to be able to go to go to my spiritual maker, heaven, however you might want to call your spirituality, and I want to just make it right. And music is one way you can make it right and make it better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, now, one of the things that I know uh, when I met you, uh, you were a mentor you were mentoring a lot of people, uh, younger people in hip hop at the time. And I remember you had a lot to do. Uh, you, you helped a lot with Ohio hip hop awards and things like that. Um, and for a lot of people, sometimes there's a generational issue where a lot of, 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 of the elders don't really like to, to mess with the hip hoppers, so to speak. So what did you see about the genre and about the people that, that, that are in it that made you want to get involved and to mentor? Your father can ask this. We are the beginning, the element, the spirituality. So that's us. Mm. We go back to the the poets, the last, last. Yes, we go back. We are that. He talks about that all the time. What I tell people all the time, in the beginning was the word. So when you talk about spoken word or anything that comes out your body, you got to think about that battle you're dealing with that. So I learned that from wanting to be a minister to now. That I came, I used to DJ at the skating rink. I used to DJ. See, I have one of the other elements also right. at the same time. So like your father knows, we are, only thing, everything is real the same. And it just changes and it's tweaked. And people, the whole world's a stage and everybody's playing a part. So it's a matter of how they mix it up mm-hmm. and make it work for their flavor. Flavor in your ear. That's that's all I can say. <laughs> you look like uh, Nina, uh, Nina, uh, Alina Horn. You look like a lot of people from the past. I see it in your face. <laughs> I see a lot of stuff. Don't, I see a lot of stuff in people. Right. So I think in the beginning, getting back to what you're saying, that as long as you're a spiritual person and you acknowledge you are, you know that you want your music to lead you to life, not death. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother used to say, "This little light of mine, I'm gonna." Let. That's true. Right. That's true. So I'm always influenced by the light. And people want the light. Did y'all see the Black Panther, the movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, actually, we, we went together we, yeah. as a show. Yeah, right. Us and our uh, other co-hosts. Uh, remember yeah. she said, tell them who you are. That's uh, what I think we need to wake up and do. Mm-hmm. We're spiritual. So I don't know if that answered, but that's where I'm at. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so speaking of uh, of a lot of that, I know... The music world lost a big figure uh, recently, someone that you had ties to, Joe Jackson, excuse me. Um, talk a little bit about that. Uh, talk about your relationship, uh, what your relationship was with Joe and things well, like that. Well, it's not even Joe. It's the Jacksons. Um, right here in Cleveland, Ohio, my stepmother and father bought the house of Catherine's relatives. And it's right down from 140th at the bar called Bill's Bar. That's all I can tell you. People live in that neighborhood know. Wow, yeah. So we go way back. Yeah. And I was a DJ back in the days, and I'm no young spring. They say it's chicken, but we're not really talking about We're talking about um, um, a cock-a-doo-doo-doos, right? <laughs> <laughs> no spring chicken, right? <laughs> right. Um, so I go back to that from the beginning of music and time, and since I used to be on the radio and, and I was in, with the sound of Philadelphia, MMSB, and all, all the music stuff, I always mm-hmm. stick with that. When the Jackson 5 were Jackson 5, and the other group came up and said, one bad apple don't spoil the whole one. Who's that? The Osmond Brothers. The Osmond Brothers. They tried to do us again. (laughs) They tried to do us again. So I grew up with music. And that's why I I, I just love music and uh, following the Jacksons. And I love Joe Jackson in the beginning because we got whooped. Like Michael said, he got whooped. We got whooped like that. That whooping was, was common for us in the community. So that was no excuse. Mm-hmm. Then I say this on behalf of Joe Jackson and, and some of the family. Maybe I shouldn't say this. Anyway, you can love your children, but you got to be firm and teach them to be men at an early age. Look what's happening now. Black Lives Matter. 
It did back in those days, but it didn't matter, matter like it does now. So Joe had to be strong on them with sons. Mm-hmm. You had to be. And anybody's raising children understand what I'm saying. And I, I believe this. My parents beat the devil out of me. What's that on the mic now? You got to help me out. You my tag team brother. (laughs) That's your father right there. So I appreciate the structure. And it's like um, everything that Michael gave to the world that was positive, his father had something to do with it. He kept kept him focused. His perfectionist and all that. So he helped the world to grow. And when we think about we are the world, we are the children, all the great stuff, we think he's a messenger. Mm -hmm. He's no different than Malcolm X becoming El Haj, Malik Shabazz, the rumors and all the religious leaders you can name. I was upset when I uh, knew that Martin Luther King was smoking cigarettes. I didn't know he's a cigarette smoker. Mm-hmm. So we all have something to work on. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Absolutely. So Joe was firm. He held organized crime back from his family. And the one young lady, wow. I'll say the one young lady, and I don't care, who went astray told a lie on Joe. Because she was dating somebody from that organization that we were trying to protect her from. Wow. Hmm. And y'all know who she is. And mm-hmm. then she became a police officer. Y'all didn't know that, probably. No, I gotta didn't know. I got to read her book. Got to read her book. <laughs> we used to take her around to the school district. Her uh-huh. name is Latoya Jackson. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm not hating on you, Latoya, because I named my goddaughter after you. Wow. But then the influencing factors, Joe was doing what he had to do. Even with the DeBarge family being married to Janet. To Janet, yeah. Oh, my father, I'm acting like I'm somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) People come after your family Mm. when they're doing something great. And so as the head of the family, you have responsibility to watch over it. And even your children will say, my dad told me I should have listened. You got to say something. That's what's missing nowadays. So Joe was that father that was strict and had his imperfections and all that like we all do. And his humor like we all do, but he was structured. He held his family away from being murdered. Think about all the murders that happened. There was only one young lady I remember who got married. Murdered. That was Tito's wife. Did y'all know that? No. no. Yes. Wow. Yes. So a lot of stuff happened. So he was like that real father figure of structure. Mm-hmm. Even up to the time where he, we had a birthday party in Illinois with the Bonner brothers, with John Marshall from the Shylites. Mm-hmm. And um, you know Hollywood in the hood, you know mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I hooked them yeah. up to go to Lighting, to, yeah. to the party, to the birthday party. Oh wow! Yeah, and they had there were seven Rolls Royces in the. It was like wow, big time. They have footage on that. You need to see that footage. And uh, he's just a structure. Mm-hmm. And when Michael got in trouble, who did he call? Joe. So come on, we can we can have our little fun and games and stuff. But love, you got to think about how love comes to you. Mm-hmm. Even I was angry at God. Mm-hmm. Some of the things God gets allowed to happen. I said, now why do you allow us to be slaves? Why do you allow? So we don't know what our father's doing. Sometimes our father's protecting us, even though we go through the challenges. So Joe was that protector. Mm-hmm. And even when the movie, did you know Terrence Howard's in that movie, mm-hmm. uh, Jackson? Mm-hmm. Did you know there's another guy from Cleveland in that movie too? No, who? I'm not going to tell you that, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give, I'll give a piece out to John uh, Sly, from the Sly Slick and the Wicked. He brought it out to me. Mm-hmm. And his name is John Sly Wilson. He has the details. And you look at his Facebook. He's got all the pictures up with Joe because he's the closest one from Ohio that was there with Joe. But anyhow, getting back to it, Joe was a great, great. And I'll tell you what, we brought him to the East Cleveland neighborhood. So my guy, one of my other godfathers, uh, Mr. Bibbs, is in there, was telling me. Yeah. Uh, we brought him to the East Cleveland Neighborhood Center, and he talked to the kids there. Joe mm-hmm. did. We gave him the award. Like Michael Jackson was an honorary member of East Cleveland Straight Talk. I had him to do that with the Say No to Drugs and the, uh, the Bad Who's Bad and that Bad Concert Tour. Mm-hmm. And I had his father come to the East Cleveland Neighborhood Center, and we gave him award and made him an honorary member. And the next one was supposed to be Janet, but I, I kind of stopped right there when I got Joe was like, anyhow, he was a great man in that way. Mm-hmm. Now, he had, uh, he, was, he was no different than other, and I'm putting this out there because I think it's important because right. the people I'm around when I talk, cause it's outside my show that I'm doing it. So this is like in another King's area, but I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Even with his, uh, his daughter, who's his youngest daughter, I'm not going to say her name. Mm-hmm. I mean, shift happens, shift S-H-I-F-T. <laughs> Shift happens. But anyhow, Joe was a father. And he's like, I'm, I'm not going to say he's like God like that, but anyhow, he was like firm, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, fair and sometimes questionable. <laughs> <laughs> In the mix. Right. All right. More with Silver B when we come back here on The Outlaws. The Outlaws Radio Show on iHeartRadio and the FCB Radio Network. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Darvio the Kingpin Morrow from the Outlaws Radio Show and from Views from the 216. And people love Netflix, right? I mean, Netflix is amazing. That's the hottest thing out right now. But for some, it isn't in their budget. And for others, they're paying for both Netflix and the data to watch it. Now they don't have to. With T-Mobile, you get unlimited data with Netflix included for the whole family. Which means you can all watch thousands of shows and movies, whatever you want, anytime you want, on any device you want, all without paying more. Wherever you want to watch, T-Mobile has you covered. Only at T-Mobile you can get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included. And right now, buy a Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits. So you and your family can binge on all of your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Visit a T-Mobile store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE today. Unlimited data on their network, video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel, balances due. Well-qualified customers. Full price, $720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Attention Cleveland, I want each and every one of you to get up and get out and help me welcome a new vibe. Caribbean Vibes Bar & Grill located at 7114 St. Clair Ave. Start your weekly vibes off the right way. Ladies, make sure you come out for a Man Crush Monday where we have Hennessy and Patron specials all night. Tito Tuesdays with $2 Tito specials. And fellas, we got WCW. Wing night with a live band, $2 Quavo shots, and lots of women. Then Thursday, Thirsty Thursdays, Reggae all night, Star Temples, DJ Just Play, $6 Hennessy's and a live band. Flashback Hip Hop Friday, Happy Hour from 4 to 8, $2 Domestics, $2 Tito's, $6 Hennessy's and $8 Patrons. Then we got Smooth Saturday with Raising Reggae. $6 Ciroc flavors all night. Males must be 30 and females 25. So make sure you come out to Caribbean Vibes located at 7114 St. Clair Ave, Cleveland, Ohio. This is the Outlaws Radio Show with a Kingpin, Jessica Lavish, and E-Will. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Outlaws Radio and follow us on Twitter at Outlaws Radio and more of our interview with Silver B right now. All right. So um, real quick, let's let's talk a little bit about um, your radio history because oh, you are one of uh, the greats in, from, from radio <laughs> in this city. Uh, talk about when you started. Oh, you're and... asking for too much now. To, to, I'm, I'm just a spot guest. So you, uh, you have all my book already in here. And I won't make any money. That's what we do. We we ask those. I'm gonna give questions. you some snippets. You know what that means, right? Yes, sir. Uh, what's your question again? So talk talk a little bit about your your history in in radio and uh, stuff like my, that. My history is radio is that um, I tell you the real history was when. My uh, voice and diction teacher noticed that I had a different voice. It wasn't like, watch this. This is crazy. You don't sound like the other Negroes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But she didn't know I came from Dover, New Philadelphia, Ohio. So that was just the way we talked. Right. right. And she had us go like this. The, speak from your diaphragm. The rain in Spain lays mainly on the plain. I was going, can you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> So I'll give the first to um, her with that because what I took, I took um, parts of Dick Clark and parts of um, uh, Soul Train. What's his name again? Cornelius. Don Cornelius, yes. yes. And I took the ministers in my family and I took the choir. Steve Harvey and I was in the choir together too. Wow, yes. that's awesome. And also John Wilson. We're all good friends. Wow. Uh, that church on 105 with Bishop Halton. Y'all got to mm-hmm. look it up. Mm-hmm. His, yeah, father bapt- before, yep. his father baptized me, but the other one was baptized. Uh, um, John was baptized by somebody else. So I just got like this. I said, now, if I'm going to be a little God, a son of God, I got to let them know that MC means move the crowd. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got with DJs. And I would say, ladies and gentlemen, I just taken just like, woo. Mm-hmm. And I felt it was a God inside of me. If I'm a child of God, I'm going to get a message out to God. 
do it on the airwaves. See, they used to say back in the line, young lady, you might like the Jesus on the online. Tell them, tell them what you uh, want. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't know it was online, though, but I'm <laughs> online now. But anyhow, so that's where I got the inspiration to even talk on the radio and and knowing how powerful it is. And I don't been on every station, how much you can name a lot, 88.7, And if I don't say one, that'll be another show, right? Right. <laughs> then Congressman Stokes invited me into his his group as an entertainment chairman and the radio voice and all that. So it's a radio voice, and it's just so I feel comfortable. I feel like I'm talking to, with God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's how my voice fits with the radio. And I can't answer all the questions you're saying, but I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed when other people don't want me to come on the show uh-huh. because of my voice. That's some three people told me that. They didn't want wow. me to MC certain things. That was weird. That was weird. Wow. But I said, that's not what I'm for. I was the kind of guy that would be at the skating rink, and I loved DJs to come to my spot. But mm-hmm. They were coming to get their stuff promoted, but I right. loved it. Right. I felt like I was king. We were all kings just going to the spot. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, radio is one of the things that's great. TV is also great. But I love radio because it just feels like addiction. Mm-hmm. A positive stuff that can go on. Absolutely. Um, so I know we got to let you go here, but before I let you go, uh, I would definitely want to ask you for aspiring artists, uh, entertainers of all kinds, what, what advice would you give them um, of, as they're trying to learn this business, trying to navigate this business? What advice would you give to young aspiring artists and, and entertainers? God first. And from God first, think about what you're willing to do to serve your God with your talent. Because you can play games, but games no good. Because mm-hmm. I don't see the stars go down, 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 down. So you got to decide on how you're going to learn the business. Like they say, 90% is business, 10% is talent. That's all I hear around mm-hmm. from people I know. Mm-hmm. And to watch what message you're trying to give. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself in the mirror. I got this from a friend of mine that worked at uh, Leo's Casino. The legendary. Freddie Arrington, he, he said this. He said, look in the mirror when you perform. See how you look. Give the people what you really want to give them. Mm-hmm. Know the business. Read the materials. Buy m- music books on business. And that's another show right there. But buy the information, talk to people, interview people, and see what you want. Now, here's the case, the case I tell people. Write down the word business. Young lady, could you do me a favor? Since you remind me of my daughter a little bit. Can you write down the word business for me on a piece of paper? And this is what I tell all entertainers. Mm-hmm. You got to decide what image you want to have and what you're going to do to get it, how creative you're going to do it. But Watch out for the Illuminati. The Illuminati is real. Yes. I know that. I've been a drug and alcohol counselor. I work in prevention. I was a supervisor at Glen Bay in the 80s. This stuff is real. I deal with powers and principalities and, and behaviors and mental stuff. I deal with that all the time. All right. You see the word? Mm-hmm. All right. Circle the word. Okay. Sin. Sin? Circle the word sin? Sin. So when oh. you're taking care of your business, okay. look at that word sin. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with that sin? Who are you going to serve? Wow. So keep your eyes focused and read. Mm-hmm. And I love Michael, but he's gone. And he's gone. And he's gone. So you got to take care of your business. Don't put your business in a corporation in a negative way. And the mob told me years ago, back in the 80s, they said, son, remember this. Don't say anything you don't want to hear back on the tape one day. <laughs> now you're in the mix. Mix, 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 mix. Thanks a lot. I can't wait till our friend comes on. Absolutely. Let everybody know how to get in contact with you on social media if they want to keep up with you and all that good stuff, sir. Oh, golly, golly, golly. All right. I'll say this. All right. Instagram, and I got to do this because a lot of people are dangerous out there. They're dangerous. They see me in Washington with the presidents and all that kind of stuff, and I'm humble. I don't care about all that money because once you accept the money, you become the pawn. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you look at Instagram, Bill Silver B. Richards, you'll see me with Hillary, President Barack Obama, and 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 uh, Clinton and Clinton and all that stuff. So you'll know who I, I'm around. Then you, I have four Facebooks. <laughs> I have Bill, you asked me, all right? All right. Mm-hmm. Bill Silver B. Richards, one Facebook. 
Bill Silver Richards to Facebook, William Richards, I mean William Richards Jr., and then another William Richards. <laughs> and I have all a lot of blessings that's posted on there. And some of my Jewish friends, they get mad because of, I have a, a picture with uh, Louis Farrakhan, and they found out I'm watching. I said, yeah, I was part of the Million Man March. Do you have a problem with that? You know, because, you know, the truth is the truth, no matter how you're going to take it. Oh, you ever been to the Middle East? No. no. There's no such thing. That's what I want to tell everybody. All right, then. All right. <laughs> thank you so All much, right, sir, you. for spending All time right. with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Yahshua, Yahshua, thank you, the Christ. All right, stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Outlaws after this. The Outlaws Radio Show on iHeartRadio and the FCB Radio Network. Yo, this is Darvio the Kingpin Morrow, and I want you to check out my brand new song called Trust Me featuring Madeline Hayes. Cause he out doing what he do And I'm out doing what I do But still thinking about you How did we get caught up in this shit? Been knowing each other forever And it's never been like telling this me just, You wanna chill for a minute And see if we can put this thing back together When we finish just Get Trust Me Now on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, Pandora And all other major digital outlets From FCB Records, The Orchard, and Sony Music Entertainment Stand Up For Kids is looking for volunteers interested in leadership positions in Cleveland to help Cleveland Stand Up For Kids grow and expand so we can reach out and help more youth. Stand Up For Kids is a 501c3 national nonprofit organization founded in 1990. Stand Up For Kids is almost totally ran by volunteers. Not only does that make us unique and strong, but we understand the importance of your time and will make you feel like a valued part of our community. We are very much in need of your time and talent. Our mission is to end the cycle of youth homelessness. Think of the young people in your own life. Nieces, nephews, sons, daughters, and grandkids. Now think of them alone on the streets. Would you want someone to help them survive and give them hope? For more information, email cleveland at standupforkids.org or check out standupforkids.org slash cleveland. This is the Outlaws Radio Show with a kingpin, Jessica Lavish, and E-Will. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Outlaws Radio and follow us on Twitter at Outlaws Radio. And we have a very special guest on the phone. He is one of the legendary writers for the amazing group, the Isley Brothers, Chris Jasper. Welcome to the show. How you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. How are you? Good, good. So let's let's talk a little bit about your experiences. Uh, what was that like being part of such a a legendary group and writing so many of those amazing songs? Well, it, um, you know, when we were all together, uh, and this was like, uh, I guess the best run was like from '73 to '83. Um, it was pretty amazing because um, every album that we did, you know, seemed to really take off. And um, the things I remember most about them were, you know, uh, you know, working on the music uh, and actually going in the studio and recording. Uh, it was a great experience, you know, to, to, to do that, that amount of music and uh, have that music, you know, accepted the way it was. Uh, for those who may not know, um, what were some of the songs that, uh, that you wrote that you were a part of for the Isaac Brothers. Just give give some of the names of, of the songs that people are probably aware of, and even some of the ones that they may not be. Okay, well, uh, I'll start with the uh, I guess the most popular ones. Uh, that lady was uh, that was the three plus three album. That was the first one of the six man trio, and then we had uh, Live It Up, uh, Fight the Power, um, Take Me to the Next Phase, Showdown, Between the Sheets. Uh, don't say goodnight. Um, there was so many, so many of the uh, songs were, were were you know like top top number one uh, R&B hits. You know. Wow, wow. Um, and and funny story uh, with who's that lady? The uh, as as you know, Kendrick Lamar later sampled that years later. We actually used to use that instrumental as the intro. That was the original intro to our show. So that just shows <laughs> the type of influence. Um, that that you and your writings and your songs have had even till this day. 
Yeah, that's that's an amazing thing that you know so many people have uh, either sampled or covered uh, those songs, and um, I, I take that as a great compliment because you know there's lots of songs out there, but you know when they when they do something that I've done, uh, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's 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 awesome because I know um, for a lot of artists that can be a mixed bag. I've heard some people say um, that they appreciate it, like you said, and I've heard other people say that. They're they're not crazy about it for one reason or another. So just kind of kind of talk about uh, a little bit, dig a little bit more about how you feel about the the younger generation sampling your work and being influenced by the music that you make. Well, like I said, that's that's a great thing when when another generation can come along and you know they can they can listen to the music and they they like it and and like it enough to try to do something with it. You know, um, that shows that the music has life. You know, it has a long life. And, um, but, you know, again, uh, I would I would like to see a little more, um, I guess, being conscious of what you say in a record. You know, uh, it doesn't always have to be negative or it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, have to use profanity to get your point across, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that a lot, you know, in some of the newer music and especially in a lot of the new rap, you know. Um, you know, you can do your style, you can do your rhymes and things, you know, I think without that, you know, if, if you're good enough, you know, at your craft, you can, you can kind of, you know, clean it up a little bit. And that's, that's one thing I would like to see more of. So that's going to lead into a, a really, really big question here. Uh, it is, it's probably going to have a lot of meat on the bone here. Uh, what is the biggest difference that you see in the in the music industry today, from the heyday of uh, the Isley Brothers. Uh, well, the biggest difference I think is the amount of diversity there was in just in R and B, like the different styles. Um, I think today everybody's kind of going after the same thing, you know, trying to go down the same road, and um, sometimes that you know doing that it'll, it, it can get pretty stagnant, you know. Uh, I remember back there when we were first starting off, you know, we had we had the Motown sound, we had James Brown, we had Philly International, we had Stax, you know, we had um, Aretha Franklin, <laughs> you know, there's so many, every artist had their own style, and you could pick it up as soon as you heard either the first four bars or you heard the, the vocal come in, you know, there was another style that you could get into within R&B. You know, within within black music, and I and I, I mean, I would like to see that kind of diversity again. You know, because it it only adds to what is going on. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. E. So speaking of people having their own styles, you know, you've gone on to have uh, your own notable solo career uh, post Isley Brothers, including you know having fourteen solo CDs that you've done. And back in April, you had pre-released the double A single, "The Love That Get That You Give." It's a miracle. Uh, which is supposed to be from your 15th solo CD, Dance With You. Is, how is that project going? Is that still scheduled to be released uh, in July of 2018 of this year? Yep, it's uh, coming out next week, actually. Um, uh, it's going to be featured on Sunday in Soul Tracks, and uh, it's going to be up you know, for downloads com- this coming week. You know, So um, it's finished, uh, it's mastered, and <laughs> we're, we're going to put it out this coming week. So... It's ready, to, it's ready to come out there. Now, how does that feel to be able to say that you've released 15 solo albums all on your own, especially knowing that that's not something that a lot of artists can say that they've done? Yeah, I mean, me and my wife were talking about that today, and um, I was trying to think of somebody else who had 15. I don't know. <laughs> but um, but it's, uh, it's really it's really something special. I've, I've always been a songwriter and composer, you know, like, from a kid, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to do. So, you know, writing music is kind of second nature to me. It, it, it comes, it doesn't always come easy, but I've, I've, I've developed a pattern where I know, you know, how to get certain things out of my brain, you know what I mean? I, right. I, can, I can push myself and, 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 and get to where I want to go. So, but that comes from, from the training I've had. I've, I've had a lot of training in, in songwriting and composition. So um, I, I thank God for it. You know, uh, he, he's able to you know, 
me healthy and strong and, um, you know, gives me inspiration. And, and, and that's where it comes from. Absolutely. So um, in 2004, you earned your law degree. So what made you decide to continue to write music and continue to put out uh, albums and music and songs? Yeah, well, that, you know, um, going back and get my law degree, that was just part of, you know, um, me learning more about uh, the legal aspects of uh, copyright law and, you know, other types of law, too. Um, I always felt, and it's always been my philosophy, that the more you learn, uh, the, the better outcomes uh, you can, you know, uh, come out with, you know, especially in this music business. Um, you have to know, you know, about contracts. You have to know about copyright and all of those things. But that doesn't, you know, uh, take the place of my creative side either, you know. It's part of who I am. You know, I, I can do a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things in my life. And the more I've learned... It's always benefited me in some way, you know. Um, some people say, oh, well, you should just go in one direction and just, you know, learn about one thing. I disagree with that. I think the more you learn about a lot of things, but you have to be good at one of those things, but you have to be knowledgeable, though, about a lot of things. And the more you are, the better decisions you can make. Absolutely, we're talking with Curtis. We're talking with Chris Jasper, uh, legendary writer from the Isley Brothers, and his own uh, solo projects as well. E. So um, I noticed that there's three, uh, four things I want to point out uh, that you achieved throughout your career so far. Um, four very, you know, prestigious awards. You have the 1992, uh, the Isley Brothers. You guys were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Then in 2014, uh, you guys were honored with the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. You kind of went back to back to back. In 14, there was the Lifetime Achievement Award. 2015, you received the prestigious German Record Critics Lifetime Achievement Award. And in 2016, you were awarded the National R&B Society Lifetime Achievement Award. What does that mean to you to be able to know that you've had all these accomplishments in an industry that is always changing? Um, it's just a, it's a great thing uh, to be um, recognized in that way. And... Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's something that uh, I never thought about starting out. But, um, you know, once once I started to get that recognition, it just made me know that, you know, my music has had uh, an impact, you know, more than I had thought it had, you know. Because I used to just look at it as um, you know, just in one way because I never, I never had that kind of, uh, um, you know, recognition before. Uh, but uh, it's, 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 it's sort of great, you know, to know that people really appreciate the music that much, you know. So I know that you're from Cincinnati, and I don't know how Cincinnati was back then, but Cincinnati was definitely, well, now it's definitely, you know, it's, it's a little rougher. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody who may be coming from an inner city like Cincinnati, like Cleveland, uh, a young black male? What advice would you give to him who is trying to pursue the same things that you uh, have done? Man, I would say, first of all, Learn as much as you can. That's what I alluded to before. Because what you learn, nobody can take from you. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody can take what's in your mind. You know, nobody can control your mind. You know, so I said a long time ago, you're free in your mind if you want to be. You know, and if you learn, the more you learn, the more you're going to level the playing field. You know, you've got to have intelligence. The street thing is, is it's not going to get you but so far. And it's, and it's usually, you know, uh, you know, you don't get far at all with the street. Right. But with your mind, you know, you can, you can do so many things. You can start business. You can, you can create. You can do so many things that nobody can stop, you know. And I've, I've learned that in my own career. I mean, you know, um, when I first started out, you know, R&B, you know, it was tough to get a record to cross over, you know. Um, R&B stations played, you know, black artists. Pop stations played white artists, you know. Mm -hmm. And there was an obstacle. You know, there was a real obstacle there. Now, the obstacle isn't really there, you know. But you can still create. You can create and um, 
nobody can really stop that. Nobody can create stop creative thought and and when you do music or if you do film or if you do anything uh that's creative or you know if you if you become an attorney or you know become a professional in some way nobody can stop that right you know so be a person who is about learning and about you know progressing and i I tell that to my kids my son michael he just graduated law school Mm -hmm. you know he's 24 years old you know and I tell him, Mike, you've achieved something that really nobody in this family has, you know, mm-hmm. at your age, your ripe, young age of 24, you know, he has a law degree. He's taking a bar exam in July. Wow. Nice. You know, Congrats and him, this is, this is what you should do. This is what I advise everybody to do is learn about if you, even if you don't become a lawyer, you know, learn, learn about the law because. That's what. That's where a lot of things are based mm-hmm. legally. Right. But what What is it legally? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are going on emotion. You know, when they make decisions, and that's not always the right route. If you learn what the law says, you know, and 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 strive to change that, or to better abide by that, you'll be much better off. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll make you'll make much you know, more sound decisions. And um, I've, I've, I've told my kids that from the very beginning. That's why I went back to law school, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. My wife's a lawyer, mm-hmm. you know, because things are structured around the law. You know, that's what we live in. We live in a country of laws. We live in a, in a world of laws, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, there's international law, you know. So, um you know, not to say everybody should go to school for, to be a lawyer, but at the same time, there's certain basics that, you know, I think everyone should learn. And, and a lot of the schools should be teaching, you know, practical aspects of living, you know. Um, and and, and once, you, once you understand those things, you'll, you'll make much better decisions and probably be much better off. Absolutely. We're talking with Chris Jasper. And before we let you go, um, I definitely uh, wanted to ask you uh, – you have had so much success uh, over your career, and you're still making music. Um, for some artists, especially artists that have had the level of success that you've had, a lot of them don't continue on to do music. So what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going to continue to do music today, even after being at the heights of, uh, of where you've been in your career? What keeps you going? Well, I think number one is I have a need to create music, person as a as a person, as a musician, you know, as a as a composer. I need to I need to do that for myself. Number one, but but number two is the the second thing is there's messages in my songs, you know, that I would like people to hear and maybe you know maybe maybe either either learn from or you know just feel good about. You know, good positive messages because there's a lot of negativity in the world today. Mm-hmm. And I like to have positive messages that might inspire, maybe. Or, you know, like I said, maybe somebody might get a little uh, a nugget of information, you know, uh, that might help. You know, because I always try to do that with my lyrics, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a composer. You know, I can't turn it off, in other words. <laughs> I can't. I can't right. say, "All right, I, I I finished, and I'm not going to write anything else." You know what I mean? Right. That's just who I am. I, uh, I I write. You know, I write and compose, and I, and I like and I love to create new music. And it's not so like I your think creat- that's, that's what keeps me going. Right. And it's not like your creativity is just going to disappear overnight. Right. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Uh, let everybody know how to get the new uh, project when it comes out, how to follow you on social media, all that good stuff, sir. Yep. Well, all of that stuff you can get at chrisjasper.com. Uh, but if you want to go directly to some of the sites that sell the music and da- you download this uh, iTunes, CD Baby, you know, and Amazon, those are the, the big three. Uh, and you can always find my music there. But uh, chrisjasper.com is where all the other information is, too. Facebook, um, all the, the, the other the albums I've done, you can hear them there. 
uh, anything I'm doing, you know, locally or anything that comes up is on ChrisJasper.com. All right. Thank you so much for spending some time with us, sir. We really appreciate it. It's a big honor for us. Thank you, sir. Thank and, you so much. And Silver B told, made sure to tell you he said hi. Oh, I'm hot? Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> thank you so much, sir. We appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Stay Bye. tuned. Stay tuned. We have more of the Outlaws coming up after this. The Outlaws Radio Show on iHeartRadio and the FCB Radio Network. Hey, guys. This is Jessica Lavish from the Outlaws. And get this. We got the new T-Mobile Unlimited Family Plan just in time for summer break. And guess what else? It comes with Netflix included, which is so cool. We can watch all our favorite shows and movies practically anywhere now. Have you seen Lost in Space? Mad. It just came out, and I am telling you, it is fantastic. And thanks to T-Mobile, I've been sneaking in episodes while I'm working out at the gym so I can keep streaming while I get myself ready for the summer. With T-Mobile, it's all unlimited, which is great. I can watch my shows, and the kids can watch theirs and don't have to worry about data. Anyway, with T-Mobile, you can watch whatever you want, whenever you want, on your phone, tablet, or TV without paying any more money. That's awesome. Join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix in and right now, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and you get one for free with 24 monthly bill credits. So you and your family can binge all your Netflix favorites on your new phones. And it's only at T-Mobile. Visit a T-Mobile store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel, balances due. Well-qualified customers. Full price, $720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside Jessica Lavish and E. Will. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Outlaws Radio and follow us on Twitter at Outlaws Radio. And real quick, we also want to remind you to make sure that you download the fcbradio.com app. No spaces, fcbradio.com for iPhone and Android. It is completely free. And E. Will, tell them what's on the app. Man, you get to check out all the shows that we got here on FCB Radio Network, like obviously us here on the Outlaws Radio Show. You know. You got Jessica Lavish's Lifestyles of the Rich and Lavish. You got Necessary Roughness Radio for you sports guys out there and ladies. And you got the Jeff Brown Show, the Todd Allen Show, the Views from the 216, You Big Dummy by Khalid Namar, the Sports Rundown by Christy Maggard. And you can check out our two radio stations like The Vibe, which plays 80s and 90s hip-hop, and Uptown, which plays R&B. And Lifestyles of the Rich and Lavish, by the way, is in the top 40 right now of the iTunes charts. So shout out to the lavish one. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And another shout out goes to the amazing guests that we had today, Silver B and Chris Jasper. Shout out. We really appreciate y'all joining us on the show. It was awesome. Um, The dope thing about Silver B like I said earlier, Silver B has been a, a big influence of mine and really helped me out early in my career. And we were sitting here talking, planning his interview. He was like, hey, you want to talk to Chris Jasper mm-hmm. from the Isley Brothers? We're like, uh, yeah. So he's like, I'll call him right now. Uh, duh. <laughs> and he called him. He called him. Right and, now. And he made that happen. So shout out to Silver that B. That was dope, man. That yeah, was, it was. Real, real awesome. That was impromptu. And shout out to Chris for doing it. Like, we, that wasn't planned or anything, but he was just with it and ready to go. And so. you know what? That was a great interview, too. Like, he, he provided us with some wisdom that was really dope. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Both of them did. So shout out to them. Uh, now, before we leave you today, my voice is back. Last week, I was a little sick. So now I can do this properly. Now it is time. Y'all know what time it is. It is time for Lifestyles of the Rich and Lavish, where we take a visit to the celebrity world. Jessica Lavish, the superstar. See, he, this guy tries to steal my lines, but he doesn't realize that every week I switch them up. No, I'm trying waiting for one specific line. I don't you say don't it. change. I don't say that line every week. But Jessica Lavish, the superstar of the show yeah, yeah. and of this segment. Let's get it popping. Let's get it. I like how y'all arguing over me right now. 
Yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> that's because we love you. Yeah. Kind of flattering. He, he just he tried to steal my shine. He it's always so like no, he, I don't. he won't let me be great. <laughs> let, You're great without me. Let the black man be great. <laughs> that's why I'm trying to be great. <laughs> all right. My old light skin. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. So. Um, I don't think I got to touch on this last week because I think it happened right after the show. But, um, oh, guys, it pisses me off. But I'm sure we all know about the 15-year-old boy who was stabbed in the Bronx for no apparent reason. Junior. Mistaken identity. Mistaken identity. The the guy who owned the store didn't try to help. You could see in the video two nurses that just got off of their shift walk right by. Uh, As he is getting stabbed, nobody tries to. I mean, honestly, me personally, I probably wouldn't have intervened either, though, just to be honest. But I definitely would have at least called the police. police. Exactly. I wouldn't have probably. I probably would have got. I probably would have intervened. But yeah. yeah, Me and you would have intervened. Yeah. Yeah. I, me personally, I would not have, but I definitely would have called the police. Um, But it's just so sad. But uh, justice is being served. The men have been arrested. Um, I think they're looking for two more. But they, the gang who did it, they uh, actually had stabbed somebody like two days prior to death. And um, they did apologize to the family. But apology isn't enough. You're mad because your sister is a 304 and she got a train ran on her and it got recorded. That's why you're mad. Like, so that means somebody should lose their life. For y'all youngins that don't know what 304 don't, don't, is. Don't explain No, I'm going to just don't tell them, it. just type in the calculator 304 <laughs> and look at it upside down. down. Yeah, so, I mean, um, they, yeah, it's it's very sad, but I'm glad that they did catch them and they want to be standing there crying in the courtroom. You don't care for real. You're crying because you got caught. Yeah. You're not crying because you cared that you killed that innocent boy with a machete. Five of y'all on a 15-year-old. Ask, I don't even know where you get a machete from. It, I don't either. And then you can see the boy trying to stay in the store for his dear life and the store owner and the did damn nothing. Store owner and was, he needs to be charged. To, well, you know, the, the, the city is shutting him shutting down. It down. That's not enough. That's not enough for me. He needs to be charged with accessory to murder, whatever, whatever it is. He, he needs to be charged and everyone else who was there and watched and walked by those two nurses need to be charged. He was right across the street from a hospital and you guys did absolutely nothing. This little boy's life could have been saved. But now his life is no longer because of the ignorance of they're not even black, but other minorities. Anyways, moving on. Okay, so Dame Dash pulled up on Lee Daniels. Okay, hey, I'm he so pulled, glad you brought this he up. He said, "No, no, no. I need to know when I'm getting my money." Okay, Dame Dash gave or loaned Lee Daniels two, two million, million dollars for his movies. That's a hell of a loan for his movies. Um, and did you notice that Lee admitted that he was wrong? It, it don't matter. We yeah. know you're wrong. He, he was like, I know I'm wrong. Because Dame was like, you wrong, man. You mm-hmm. wrong. And he's like, I'm, he's like, Damon, I know I'm wrong. Yeah. So I didn't pay the money. money. Exactly. You you done made the butler. You done made, what did he Which make, Black Panther? Movie? Did he make Black Panther? No, he no. didn't make um, Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. Uh, um, Empire. Empire and another show. And, I mean, another um, movie. Um, Shoot. Well, he first blew up off of Precious. Yes, that's it. That's it. So, Precious. You done made your two million. There is, there is, and n- then some. There is nothing... This is why I want to talk about the story. There is nothing that will piss anybody off more than when you loan someone money and you know they got it mm-hmm. and they still don't pay you back. No. Nope. It's one thing if you ain't got it. Right? But, right, but we know you got it. But you got we know you got you, it. We know you got it off of precious alone. And like somebody else <laughs> said on another show, you can at least, if you ain't got two million in liquid, because he's worth twenty million, but we know that worth and what you we got have. in your pocket are two different right, things. Right, right. So even if you don't have two million right now, you can't work out a payment plan or something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, huh? I ain't got the whole thing, but here go fifty thousand. Boom. Like, yes, right. he could have, but a he good thought faith payment. Exactly. Right. And now nobody in the industry will pay you. I, I guarantee you, nobody will front you a loan from now on because of the simple fact that you couldn't even attempt to pay back. Like my one friend. I'm the only person she would let borrow money because she knows if it takes me a dollar a day, I'm going to pay it back. Okay. Nobody else will pay. Nobody else pays her back money. Our one friend still owes her like $200 for a cell phone bill. But it's just like you, you just burning your own bridges at this point. Nobody's going to want to work with you and nobody's going to let you borrow no money with your broken. The real, this is what real, this is what real people do. It was like a couple of years ago and uh, I loaned E some money. It was like, I don't know, like $20, $25, something like that. And I forgot about it. I totally forgot about it. And he was like, hey, man, when he got it, he was like, hey, man, here, here's your money. I got your money. I was like, what's this? 
I totally forgot about it, but he didn't, and he made sure he's like, "Yo, no, I'm a, I'm a pay you back." Yeah, because I'm that type of person. I hate owing people money. Yeah, right? me too. I don't. Yeah, that's what you. That's you what you. Right. That's what you're supposed to do. If you got it, if I loan you money and you get it, you're supposed to pay it back. back. That's how exactly. this is supposed to go. Exactly. Yep. So um, Marvin's gay's family, they just want to sue everybody, okay? Because who was they trying to sue? Uh, was it? <laughs> they sued uh, Pharrell and uh, and Robin Thicke for the. Yeah. They won that. Case too. Yep. So they're trying to sue Ed Sheeran uh, for a hundred million dollars for allegedly ripping off a Marvin Gaye song. So according to the lawsuit, Ed's pop hit "Thinking Out Loud" has the same melody, rhythms, harmonies, drums, and tempo, among other features, as Marvin Gaye's as Marvin's song reports. Ed's song was nominated for several Grammys in 2016 and sold more than 15 million copies. Um, I don't remember that song. Um, I don't remember the Ed Sheeran song, and I'm not familiar with the with the Marvin song either. I'd have to listen to let's it. Let's get it on. Oh, let's get it on. That's what they're saying. Yep. I, I don't know that. For. Have you heard the Ed Sheeran song? Thinking out loud. Yeah, you have too. I probably just don't know the name. So, of it. baby, now take me into your loving arms. Is that thinking uh, about kiss me I under the light of a thousand stars? I don't know. I think it is that, but I don't. I do you, mean, do you see the similarity? Since you know the song, do you see I, the similarity? I don't. Okay, I don't get how you can use a sample and not sue somebody, but you could sue somebody for quote unquote ripping off a song because it has the same drums, same tempo. Like it's music, people. There's only so many ways you could continue to create yeah. beats. They're yeah. eventually going to all sound the same. Marvin Gaye, let him it's rest one, peacefully. Yeah. He's not getting the money. Y'all little selfish people are. Like, let him rest. It's, it's one thing to to rip off a beat, but. There's another thing where there's something that has the feeling of the of of a certain song, and in that regard, that's what you're talking about. I mean, there's there's only so many notes and so exactly. Many, you know what I mean? It's it's like if the song was a ripoff, then go ahead and get your money. But if it just had the same feel, to me, that's not a ripoff. It's it's not a ripoff at all. Next, so, Janoris, if I'm saying his name correct, Jenkins, uh, um, he they found a body in his home and his brother wow. a dead body in his home, and his brother is charged with felony. Aggressive manslaughter um, after the body is found. So um, it was found in his basement um, in his New Jersey home. They identified the body as Roosevelt Wren, who turned out to be Jenkins' music producer and friend that lived wow. in the home. Jenkins was in Florida at the time, and he wasn't an immediate suspect, but now police have arrested his older brother, William Jenkins, and charged him with felony aggressive manslaughter. Is he still playing, Janoris? He, oh, yes. that's how you say it, Janoris. Okay. Janoris Jenkins. Who I do he, believe he is. Who does he play for? Uh, I want to say the Giants. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he I'm does right. pay for the Giants. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, uh, look, I just, I just barely remembered that. <laughs> me and my right. sports knowledge. Right. That's why I asked you. The officer responsible for shooting Antoine Rose is charged with criminal homicide. Let's see if he actually gets convicted. Um, Ty Dolla Sign asked blind woman to remove herself from plane because her seeing eye dog was irritating his allergies. I mean. How do you feel about that? I They said that they wouldn't do it because he didn't let them know that he was allergic to dogs. But how do you know that a dog is going to be on your plane? Dogs should not be on planes. I mean, she was blind. But still, like... <laughs> Just, so she kind of had to. This this is a tough one. It, it is a, it's tough, a tough one tough because one. it's like, why do I mean? I get that you're blind, so it sucks. But people are allergic to dogs. Like they don't so, want me sending candy to my kids' school because kids are allergic to peanuts. Yeah, it's it's, it's but, a tough but at the same time, she's blind though. You know what I mean? Yeah. E, e real quick. Uh, but your where thoughts. is she going on the plane? What do you it, think about? That's, that's tough. It's yeah. a sticky situation. It's a tough one, yeah. Like, what are they supposed to do? Notify all the riders, oh, we're going to have a dog on the plane. Right. Maybe they should. They need Maybe to, they should. They need to have some type of, hey, when if somebody books with a dog on the plane, send out an email. Hey, boom, it's a dog on the plane. If you're allergic, we will gladly switch you to a different plane. Right. Something like that. But Aaron Hernandez, widow, she's a little 304 as well. She gives birth to a baby girl with his former college teammate. Oh. So, these St. loyal. <laughs> and Saudi Arabia make it quick we got uh, go. they ban uh, uh, their ban on women driving officially has ended so thank you oh, to Saudi awesome. Arabia women can awesome. now drive and that is awesome and speaking of driving Cameron bought his baby mama 
a, a car for their son graduation. All right. So that's dope. Awesome. All right. We are out of here. We will not be on the air next week. We are going on vacation. Yes. Hey. So we will see y'all in the following week. Mm-hmm. Everybody have a, a great and safe uh, 4th of July weekend. Yes. Uh, keep it 100. Don't drink and drive. All of that good stuff. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you in two weeks. Peace. Peace, love, and chicken grease. The FCB Radio Network. First class broadcasting worldwide.